welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. How are you doing today? How's it going, everybody? Um, man, this has been a kind of a weird week, pretty, pretty crazy week uh, for, for me. Got finals coming up. Uh, only have one, though, thanks to some, like, clutch uh exam stuff this past week so but yeah um got to watch the hawkeye episode i definitely like that's a that's like a focal point in the week <laughs> you know what i mean like doesn't matter what else is going on that has to be like you gotta sit and watch the the, the new hawkeye episode whatever whatever's coming out it passes the week by so quickly like yeah, it's it's hard to explain to people that aren't into a weekly episodic TV show, but like mm-hmm. you're just always looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and it's a fun time. And it used to be a lot more finals than there are nowadays. It seems like everybody can either test out of finals or they just make the final test kind of the final. But mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like that many people have finals anymore. It's odd. Yeah, it's kind of strange. One or two finals every semester. I don't know. That's how it was. My my last semester yeah um and with the hawkeye episode it's like you know we have hawkeye and and we're doing the infinity saga saturdays and stuff like that so like those two things it's just those are the things to look forward to each week so it's like man it it is kind of hard to explain that to like people that don't get it but like um yeah man it's it's just it's exhilarating for me like getting to press play you know it's just like a awesome feeling when you hear the music playing and we had an awesome episode this week uh and um we have what three episodes left so mm-hmm. man like we're we're kind of getting to that point where obviously the direction is set for like where our heroes are going and in what way are they going to go kind of thing. So, and we're still kind of figuring some stuff out of, along the way, of course, but uh, man, this was an awesome episode. It has been, it's been a good TV show so far. Um, it's definitely way different than the others, which has just a continuous theme. Each new TV show we get seems to be a little bit more different than the others. Um, they're all, they all have a similar level of like empathy, but for like different reasons. Um, a lot of these shows we've talked about deal with like grief and uh, recovery and, but it's all almost always something different that's spawning or spurring the, um, the, the path towards that, uh, recovery and that, you know, depression and anxiety and grief and, yeah and all that so we're we're getting to see it from both angles it's almost like uh when when life departs life is born mm-hmm. so as we're losing our archer we get the younger one on the way so he's uh doing his part to to help young kate um you know into the, her next uh her next era and she's going to be a much bigger part of the MCU moving forward. And obviously Hawkeye, Clint Barton will kind of dissipate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And 
to your point too, like uh, what what Marvel has always done really well is make every character that they can be as grounded as possible, and because it's and it's difficult in the superhero realm to do that because it's still superheroes, so you're still getting into powers and things that don't make sense powers that we obviously do not have as humans but so it's still difficult job to like try to make something like a scarlet witch become like super like for people to be super empathetic towards this character and like for this character to kind of grow on them and like you truly like feel emotions from this character um and we get this uh we get this a lot with like every new series every time we meet new characters now it's like you know and we we just got this with echo in this episode like to start off and um i thought it was thought it was amazing like the storytelling is uh fantastic um we got a reveal (laughs) which was awesome um but yeah just from the from the get-go i kind of felt like before I pressed play on the episode, I was like, this episode's probably going to start with Echo <laughs> as like a kid or something. And then wham, like right into it. It's, it starts with her as a kid, which was awesome. Yeah, they they often give us like the background of the villain from the point of view of the villain. Um, or even if, you know, a lot of these shows don't have like the villain necessarily. Um, you saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier with the, uh, the the girl that leads the the youth army yeah they uh kind of showed us hey she she wasn't she wasn't always like this she was a revolutionary who really cared and and stepped mm-hmm. off the plank at, at some point partially because of a death and her close uh her close circle and so and i mean we got is... to see in this show a similar <laughs> similar trajectory where yeah. it's a, a kid that's powerful and, and working and it's kind of like with Echo and Kate, you get very similar children mm. and the path that they're on is so similar, yet one has different influences. Um, one's a, like a poor um, a part of almost like a vigilante group and one is raised by you know wealth and, and status. And so one ends up in one place and one ends up in another. Yeah. And... It's interesting because their drive to be something bigger is still the same. Like, despite their massive differences from the get-go, like from birth, like their their drive is, is still the same. And, uh, you know, you're talking about like Carly and like how he got that, that um, perspective. Um, what I thought was interesting too, and we kind of learned this in this episode as well, is like Echo's not really like a big bad at all. Like she's not she's probably not the bad person in the entire series, which was the same similar thing with Carly. Like Carly was literally just a pawn when you really think about it. Like the power broker was the one that was truly the main the main villain and I think we're kind of getting into a similar situation here where you know it could be like a Wilson Fisk that's the true 
villain of the series, maybe like Jack or somebody is like actually working with Fisk or something like that, or like there's some kind of thing going on between them where it all kind of ties together. But, um, you know, obviously in this episode, she was the villain of the episode and like, um, obviously she's got a very like meaningful, like revenge fueled anger towards Ronan and it's totally acceptable. Like it's totally understanding, like understandable. Um, but I, I truly don't like see her as like a, a villain. So it's really interesting how they can like really flip things on a, on their ear really, uh, just by like showing you that point of view. You don't really get that with anything else. I don't think. Well, it's the new, there used to be, uh, I was watching, uh, comedians in cars mm. and Norm McDonald was talking to Jerry and he said, you nowadays we have like conflicted characters. And he was like, Jerry, I bet you don't like that. I'll bet you like the good guy and the bad guy. Jerry was like, yeah, I like Superman. I like, um, you know, all the, the great and the awful. And nowadays it's it's much more uh much more range for good to be within the evil and evil to be within the good. Mm. So we've seen that a lot with Marvel where you just don't have horrible characters necessarily. They always have a reason for what they're doing. And the reason could be unjustified um to most of society but it's still a reason, you know, it's yeah. not just like senseless killing um, that just happens, you know, and she's, she's not any different than that. And even with, you know, Kingpin, somebody has got to run the city's crime unit. If there is one, yeah, yeah you know, sure. there's, there's justification for everybody. Um, so yeah, it, it's fun to see it from all angles. And though, you know, very few of us would agree with any of the, the bad or, or villains um, in, in this series or any series, um, there's always a point of view that you can kind of go, okay, I understand why they're doing it. I don't agree, but I understand. Yeah. So there, there's that. And yeah, we the first like five episodes or five minutes of the episode was uh, a perspective, you know, narrative being told about Echo and her childhood. And we see all the, you know, accolades and fighting and, um, everything that she grew up doing, just like Kate, a success as a kid and uh, driven by speed and accuracy rather than power. And um, their, their launch points into um, aspiration for greatness really come from both of their dads dying. So, or, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see on, on Kate's dad. But um, their dads being killed kind of just leaves a gap mm -hmm. and that gap um, is filled by outside interference and it looks like it could be kingpin that may have come in and rescued uh, echo and in a good way probably um you know to use her ultimately a manipulator but he might have actually cared in a similar way when thanos killed half of gamora's um, society and planet and took her on right um and <clears throat> then we have you know Jack and and her her mother kind of raising her, but also not. Uh, it seems like they just kind of gave her things instead of love. 
Um, and so she kind of was ultimately still searching for that one hero, which was Hawkeye, um, because her father was no longer there and Hawkeye was like the ultimate uh, and she didn't have quite enough love from her own family. So they both filled their their holes and their hearts in different ways. And ultimately we see it come you know, to fruition in this episode where they go head to head and as soon as Echo's um, story is up, it goes come back to reality and they're tied up uh, as they're really presented with her, kind of like a trophy. Yeah, to me, I think this episode, if you really want to get deep, it, it, it really is kind of like a reflection of life. Like, um, when you're watching that point of view from Echo growing up and you're looking at the two characters of between her and Kate Bishop, the adversity that Echo has to go through is, like, not even close. Like, Kate really didn't have too much adversity. The adversity came from, like, okay yeah her her dad passed and that there's that void but um growing up in that environment like it allowed her to kind of fill that void by like pursuing all of these like you were talking about like you know getting all these medals and archery and martial arts which is like a totally normal thing you know like when you go through some traumatic events like you need that release a lot of people do and you know like when we talk about like combat veterans and, and and stuff like that when they come back and they have PTSD and they're trying to work through it sometimes that normal therapy session kind of thing does not work because they just can't do that you know sometimes they just need to like go you know do something different like go to an archery range or shooting range or something like that and that's what kind of helps and uh, with Echo, it's also like the reflection of life per- part of it is just where they're different is they're both, they both have this similar trauma. Obviously, Echo's dealing with a lot more with, you know, not being able to hear and stuff like that. But like, um, it's like your surroundings kind of can dictate what is uh what's gonna like happen like what that evolution process is when you're working through that trauma and unfortunately for echo it's like she's surrounded by like wilson fisk is her uncle and she's surrounded by basically like mobsters stuff like that whereas kate bishop is surrounded by you know a rich family and not even really surrounded by them but she's at least like working through trauma in a different way that's more a little bit more positive in a sense. So it definitely leads to this like yin yin and yang kind of situation where it's like one is kind of going in this like negative trajectory and the other one's going in like a more positive trajectory. But at the same time, it's like they're both working through similar things. So it's going to be interesting to see that come to a head, to be honest. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think we're going to get into some like emotional type of uh story here and echo's a pretty cool name yeah for a deaf villain <laughs> yeah i like that like a bat thing um which is like the opposite of what you traditionally think of but right. like, it's like calling uh the huge guy tiny or something yeah yeah it's just funny yeah and uh 
Yeah, so that led led us to the confrontation where they they meet um, face to face, and it seems as though her interest is not in like killing either of them. She wants information, and Clint is not interested in giving it to her because she wants information on the Ronin, and he was <laughs> yeah. the Ronin. Yeah. And, but what is interesting is that she has no clue that it's him, like mm-hmm. no clue, and doesn't seem like hardly anybody does. There may be somebody out there who does, possibly even Jack, um, but she's basically trying to get answers out of him, and the answer's in front of her. <laughs> the answer's right there. And Kate is really starting to get into this hero stuff. She doesn't quite understand what what to do and so she's kind of following Clint's lead which is funny <laughs> and um but the funny dynamic of that in this episode is that his hearing aid is broken by Echo because she says it's it, it distracts you it, it takes away from your super uh, superpower mm. which is um you know a hearing aid kind of makes it so you can raise your awareness through hearing but I suppose you could argue that it diminishes some of your other um, senses because you're struggling to focus and pay attention on the one thing. So it gives us an insight into her mindset of, hey, I don't need to hear as long as I can see around me. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, we get to see uh, the information kind of coming out of, of Clint in a way that he's trying to buy time. He says it was Black Widow and, uh, or sorry, Black Widow killed the Ronin is that what he said or did he say that Black Widow yeah. was the Ronin I can't remember it was one of those two so, yeah but basically the, the two people that he mentions are both dead and she's not satisfied with that answer yeah so that is what kind of ticks her off and she goes throws her into a bit of a fury so one of the, the I'm so glad you brought that up because like that's the most interesting part of this uh, dynamic that we have playing out in front of us is that like as the viewers, we're the only ones that know that Ronan and Clint Barton are the same thing. Like, it's the same person. So it, it just, like, I, I would argue maybe that, like, uh, oh, my gosh, what's Valentina? Whatever. I, I, I Just think, call her Val. Yeah. I, I think she knows that Clint Barton is Ronan just because she seems to have this, like, weird skill of just knowing things that no one else knows well she's the only one that knows that he was the last one with with natasha too so yeah i'm sure she probably knows yeah so um for for him to tell echo that black widow killed the ronin um it leads to this interesting dynamic because we still have yelena who will probably pop up in this series at some point they and they, I think let out like a sneak peek of of something with her. I have not oh, seen nice. it yet though. Nice, been focused. Yeah. So, let me double check that while you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that with that aspect of it, it's like okay, if Yelena knows now too that like Clint and Ronan are the same, then. How does this dynamic work with Echo now? Because if he's lying to Echo, then Echo will figure it out too. And 
man, it's just, it's just so crazy because then you're getting into this. And, and here's another thing. The, the One of the biggest reasons as to why people would never assume that it's Clint Barton that's Ronan is because he's an Avenger. Avengers don't act out like that. You know what I mean? Like we've never seen Captain America killing people unless they're Nazis, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never seen, you know, Iron Man just go full-fledged like, killing folks you know just left and right um you know you might say maybe the hulk but usually if the hulk is killing somebody it's unintentional like he's just slamming something or someone into a building and it just so happens to have people (laughs) in it you know what i mean like it's not like he's actually intentionally trying to maim and harm people it's just happenstance um with Ronan, it's like he was literally like a, a a hitman. You know what I mean? Like he had a list of people, and he's like, all of these bad dudes, all of these guys that are running criminal underworlds across the world, just taking them out one by one by one by one. Like it's, yeah. So no one would ever assume that Clint Barton would be Ronan, and that's the beauty of it. And so, um. Yeah, this is such an interesting, interesting dynamic that we're going to see play out. And I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with him and Yelena. And, uh, man, like, we talked about this before we even started. Like, by the time episode three ended, I was so mad that it ended (laughs) because I just wanted more, you know? And that's how all of these shows are. Like, as soon as the episode ends, it's like, man, I want more. Like, I want the next episode now. Like, oh, man, we're so, like, uh, spoiled in a way. Because, man, like, 20 years ago, we two episodes being released at the same time, like, would have never happened, number one. And, yeah, it just would have been, like, the norm of, oh, you got to watch it at 6 p.m. on the dot. And if you miss it, you miss it. There's no going back you know in the in the trailer it looks like yelena's in um a black suit with goggles nice i believe it kind of looks like star lord's helmet oh um at least that's what everybody's saying that's her so she's on the way we'll probably see her i would assume next episode um because there's still a lot left to go and i don't think she's going to be some like final battle Mm. or anything no so we'll we'll see on that one, um, but yeah, we from this scene uh, of a little bit of a skirmish. And I love all the words for like small fights. There's so many, <laughs> yeah. a tussle, uh, you know, a tizzy. <laughs> um, so they are able to kind of distract and set up this fight, and ultimately get out of there and drive away, and we get a pretty cool runaway scene. And the scene actually takes a long time. This is a decent amount of the episode. And so they're driving through the streets. And again, this is where Clint can not hear. <laughs> and Kate like is trying to communicate with him. And they're just a little bit off on everything. <laughs> yeah. And she keeps grabbing his bag of arrows and or his... Uh, what do they call those things? Hmm? You keep a, qu- a no, quiver. Is it a quiver? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she keeps grabbing different arrows, and he's like, "Oh, not that one." And he's like, "Oh, try this." And some of them are like 
goo. Yeah, plunger. And, yeah, plunger and um, explosive. And like she's kind of barely getting by trying to stop all these cars. And um, eventually they do kind of get away and make their way to the bridge. And within that scene, that was the one thing I think both of us took away from this episode that was like a wow moment because when they're approaching the bridge and they see a truck coming, he tells her to just shoot an arrow up into the sky. And she's like, okay, whatever, and does it. And then he takes out that Pimtech arrow that we've never seen before and shoots the arrow, and we know what's coming. Mm. And luckily it didn't work opposite and turn into a pencil. Um, (laughs) But it, it turns into like a gigantic, like, monument and lands directly on the truck and blows it up that was pretty sick yeah it made the arrow like 50 feet tall and like massive and took out the truck uh that was such an awesome awesome scene and i've been waiting for something like that you know what i mean like we never really hawkeye has always been a soldier yeah the last time we got something like that yeah hawkeye's always been like an interesting character because like he never misses. Right. Even when he misses, and it's like, it's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And like the trick arrows and all that stuff, it's so interesting because like that's what he does. You know what I mean? And we never really see that too often. You know, usually when they show Hawkeye, he's just like nailing people with arrows, you know, from afar, making crazy shots. But it's usually just like a normal arrow. Every once in a while, there's like some kind of explosive arrow or something like that. But it's never like these crazy, like, like it almost makes you feel like Hawkeye's much more powerful than like you would ever assume. Because like, man, like if you really think about it, like one well-placed arrow with something like you know, Pemtech with it or, or something else of that nature can truly turn the tide of a battle like with whoever they're fighting. And it's, it's just insane. I love that like we're finally seeing some of this really crazy wacky stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that was like definitely the highlight of the episode. I didn't really know what to expect. I saw the Pem. Oh, I knew exactly. And I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> like, what is... And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. That was so cool. Um, I think my favorite scene was literally the one directly after that, though. Like when they get on the subway. That was my favorite moment was the plunger. The, the plunger? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. My favorite moment was, was cool like, why, is she, why do you have a plunger arrow? And he like <laughs> yeah. tries desperately to get this plunger arrow back and then yeah. flies onto the subway yeah and doink, she's like oh that's why you have the plunger it's right. just there to save his life my favorite is directly after that and they're just sitting there and she says like oh man we should take the dog out like he's been there this whole time or something like that and he doesn't say anything and then he's like oh hey we should probably take the dog out <laughs> he's yeah, been the alone the whole time conversation between two people who have no clue what yeah saying yeah i love that that was so hilarious and it continued into the next scene when uh he gets a call from his wife and um he starts talking to her and kate says hey whoa whoa, whoa. this is your your son uh through writing because he can't hear and so it's just another scene where you see 
a superhero becoming super limited. And well, I guess not a superhero, a hero. He's never super, but well, he is super. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, what's he... his What's his story? How did he become so accurate? It's it can't be just tech. What's 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 his deal? Uh, what's that man's origin? You know, not really. I mean, he's just kind of. I mean, I mean you can't you be that you good. Get. You know, like that's impossibly good. Yeah, there's got to be some level of. Well, you get that line in one of the movies. I can't remember which one it was now, and he said something about like, uh, I think maybe it's Civil War. Like when Tony goes to visit them or something, and he's like, oh, you couldn't just stay with your family or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I was playing golf or something. <laughs> Hole in one every single Hole time. Hole in one every single time, yeah. Shot in, He said, played 18, <laughs> shot 18. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's something like that. I so, suppose in the Marvel world where yeah. Black Widows exist, right? it's just that he's been trained to the point that yeah, like it's torture, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been tortured into perfection although he doesn't seem to be too bothered by it uh in the way that because i guess he was brought up by like the united states whatever you know shield mm-hmm. um and she was brought up by the the russian who was like take no prisoner attitude kind of a thing yeah but i don't know yeah it's interesting because you know it looks like she is um ultimately the, the same thing skill and precision but Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's so good that you almost wonder if there's some mutation in their blood or something. That's like it's the it's the topic of conversation these days now because now that X Men has been you know bought, they're like, oh man, you know now we have like deviant genes and stuff like that that are now being more brought into the centerfold and like you know like when we look at um. You know, take Eros and, and, and Thanos, for example. You know, they're brothers. You'd never know it by looking at the two, and it's because Thanos has the deviant gene, right? And if that exists, then in some capacity, the mutant gene exists within our universe. And we're going to get that kind of fleshed out and explained over the course of whenever we get to the X-Men movies. So, I mean, it's... Anytime we get into these kinds of conversations, you know, yeah, we've never really had that true backstory for Hawkeye. And I mean, I think it's by design because of just the way that his character operates. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you could easily, if you wanted to, I don't think that's the route to take, but I mean, it's probably theorized or something by somebody who's, you know, just just only watching MCU stuff. They're probably like, oh man, I'm all like, I wonder if there's some kind of like mutant gene. I think we've kind of like, if we finally got one character that definitely has a mutant gene in the MCU. Uh, but it hasn't even really been fleshed out too much yet. So, um, but it's definitely one Monica. of those things. Hmm? Talking about Monica? No. Uh. Well. Yeah. She definitely she could has be. it. Um. Oh, she has I, it for I, sure. Because the 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 yeah. Wanda thing. But Wanda would be the first, the first instance in which you would have seen it because she, her surviving, whatever that was with the, uh, was it the Mind Stone? Yeah. Uh. 
when every other person couldn't survive, you know, that's definitely something that has to do with some sort of when genetics. Was that? When was um, They were like testing on different subjects and they were oh, bringing oh, them into the room as a child. with the stone. Well, she was a, yeah, she's probably mm-hmm. a mutant, but yeah. she's also a witch. So mm-hmm. she had superpowers from, from birth. I think the, they haven't confirmed any mutants except for that one in Black Widow. Right. But I think Monica's definitely because there was, she was something in her blood that just w- woke up when yeah. she was messed with. And Wanda's probably similar. Yeah. But we know Wanda, Wanda's pretty much, you know, she's a mutant in the comics. So yeah, um, we're just waiting for that. And uh, well, we'll see mutants very soon. But she was, they were referred to as en- enhanced. Yeah, enhanced. Yes, yes. That was the word for mutant one. before. So now they're right. allowed to say it. We'll see when they finally do. I'm sure we'll hear like mutation before we ever hear the word mutant <laughs> itself. Um, yeah. Or mutate. So yeah. Um, it's it's been very noticeable that in these TV shows while we've the whole time been expecting some background for our heroes, we haven't gotten any yet. We've gotten background for the villains. Mm-hmm. So we expected uh, Winter Soldier background. We never got young Winter Soldier. We only got, you know, adult. And we were expecting Sam Wilson background. We really didn't get that either. Um, but we got, you know, Carly. The Carly. Yeah. And uh, we also got Lady Loki, but we didn't get any more young Loki. So they they at this point it feels like they're going you know what you know enough about these heroes yeah we're not going to show you their childhood because we don't feel like it would add to it but we are going to give you the villain backstories so well I guess I, that's to be expected and I shouldn't expect any more information on Hawkeye moving forward I would assume right and but I think too like if you're like us and you really just like digest everything that could possibly be you know anything in the Marvel universe it's like yeah, you kind of, you would appreciate that, you know? Like if if they would have made Falcon and the Winter Soldier like 12 more episodes, you know, and you got like fully fleshed out backstory stuff with uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, like the two of us and people that are like us would have absolutely gone crazy for that kind of stuff. But like for the more casual, it's like, uh, it's kind of too drawn out. It's maybe deviating and getting away from the storyline at play and stuff like that. And yeah, like you said, I mean, we kind of know enough about every character that we've seen, every hero. So it's like, it's not truly needed, but man, like we still need the, uh, (laughs) we still need to know what the heck happened in Budapest. (laughs) You know, like that's that's the big part. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get that. Doesn't feel like it, at least. It doesn't feel like it anymore. Yeah, I don't know what Scarlet's got going on, but it seems like she's doing something with Disney that that's Is that outside not? of the Marvel world right now. And then yeah. she may may make her way back, but we'll see. Is it not weird though? Like I, I continuously get this feeling when I'm watching Hawkeye, especially in the scenes with anything to do with his family. I get this like bad feeling about it every time, like. Something's going to happen. He's not going to make it home and he's not going to make it out of the series. That's every time it, it's, it comes up. That's the feeling I get. And 
I remember hearing that little story, like the real life story of like Jeremy Renner basically wanting to like be done with it and like the him wanting them to kill off his character in Endgame. And the flip side with Scarlett Johansson, like she wanted to continue. <laughs> and when they wrote Endgame, they killed off Black Widow and they kept his character alive. And people were like, why would they do that? That's kind of strange. Like he obviously wanted out. And I think we talked about this before and, you know, I I know you're kind of like on that side of like, yeah, they're not going to do that. It's just going to be like a passing of the torch kind of thing, which is, which is awesome, which is, you know, totally fine. But I don't know. It's just, I get this weird feeling every time that that comes on the screen, anything with him and his family, it's just like, it just feels like these are those last conversations. You know what I mean? It's like super emotional for me yeah i don't i don't see any of that to me if you you're walking a dangerous line if you just keep killing off all the main characters that's a little a little much mm. because we've already lost most Everybody. of the originals yeah so and, and hulk is f- eternal so you can't do anything about him so the only ones that can die would have died if if he goes yeah which is kind of a disaster because we, we think thor may actually die um, with you know Gore being introduced, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when, but I think eventually, it's just it's not very impactful to kill Hawkeye. Like, what does that do for anybody? It's a right. it's a human. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> um, with Thor, it'd be like, holy crap, that changes everything. But with Hawkeye, it's like, oh, did he get in a car accident? Like, is he okay? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah how did he go <laughs> right um or did he trip in a manhole like he's just a human that's walking around with ibuprofen my thing um, with thor though like i understand people think that he could be gone i don't think so i, I, I mean i don't think it's out. necessarily going to happen but i would say if if, if a death was going to change things it would be his. oh for sure I and mean, hawkeye just doesn't do he, much for me right he definitely has more impact if he dies than Hawkeye by a million percent because he's like the most powerful. <laughs> I mean, Hulk is somewhere like breathing heavily, but like, yeah, Thor's Thor's the most powerful. He's the god. I would say the biggest argument for him not dying is he's the only one left in his story. Yeah. So there's nothing left after him. And if you want to keep ties to a future possibility of Odin or anything like that, you have to keep him present in the story. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't shock me to see him continue for another eight to ten years um, in in some capacity. But, yeah, I don't know. If Hawkeye died, it would just be like almost feel like forced sadness for one episode and then the throwaway for the future that just seems unnecessary. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, if you're getting a bad feeling, that's just our interpretation. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's my interpretation of it. It just feels like for me, like from what we've seen so far, like he wants to be around his family, but it also for him kind of feels like forced in a way because like he's not been around them for so long that like, it's almost like, how do I even do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, he's obviously like a great dad, and really cares. And but I don't know, man. It's just like for for whatever reason, maybe I'm the only one <laughs> find that, out that feels this way. But like, weeks. yeah, it's it's strange feeling. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm not I'm not seeing it in the cards, but if it happens, I wouldn't be like shocked. It just just seems like it's 
low value. Mm-hmm. Um, the low hanging fruit. Well, we don't even like know his kids, you know, like right. we don't know the wife. Like what, why should we be super sad um, if he were to die? Like who's losing him at this point? We mm-hmm. Black Widow's gone. He doesn't have any other friends in the whole thing except for Kate. By then it's not like we're going to be head over heels for their relationship, I don't think. Right. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so from there, uh, that e- emotional windfall, uh, they're ultimately they they get to the uh, her her place and he's trying to you know talk to the son and then once they they finish up with all that he says thank you in a in a very heartfelt way like you know I appreciate you and she's slowly becoming um, less of a nuisance to him and more of like a partner mm-hmm. and then correct me if I'm wrong is there fill in the blanks between this and them Breaking sneaking in. in. Uh, I can't remember if there's any small with transition. Like Echo and what's his name? The uh, Mazi? Is that his name? Yeah, something like that. He's oh, like the right, right. The Kit Harrington looking dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, why, why you went overboard or something like that? Right. And says something about basically saying like Kingpin wouldn't be happy or something like that. And he's not going to be happy. No, I don't remember the name Kingpin in this episode. (laughs) He didn't didn't say it, but you know, it's what it is. Like that's, it's, it's set in stone. Like we know that's who it is. We know he's eventually coming. I'm not going to say there's any no doubters in this series after watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I would say it's a no doubter. One million percent. Come on. It's the uncle. When, though? The laugh sounds very similar, and he's above them, which would inter- which would mean that he's like the head guy, which is exactly what he is. Yeah, you could argue there's a possibility there's somebody above her, though, that's below Kingpin that they could be talking about here. Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't, but it's just nothing in these series so far has told us to believe what they're telling us. Yeah, so. and I can agree with that. In a, in a way. But we also had a formula that they've now broken. So, hey, anything's possible. There was a lot of backstory in this episode, though. Yeah, but it wasn't like a slow, like, completely. Well, the, the third like, Loki not... was pretty bad. It yeah. wasn't very good. Right. Um, and the third Falcon and Winter Soldier was kind of skippable. The third this... WandaVision episode was kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. it's It wasn't like... This it is the was, one that was like, this episode was probably better than the last one, which and that's that hasn't really happened yet. Yeah, but it, I I would say for the most part it's it's still kind of following the idea of what they're doing. It's just that we got uh, this this show is, is weird. This show feels like something that we know nothing, and the other shows it almost feels like there was so much we already knew about all these things and this one is just like they have so much to tell us that they can't slow down they Mm -hmm. just have to keep going and they've got this jack guy and we don't know anything about him and we got the mom we're not sure if she's a good guy a bad guy and relevant we don't know if the dad's alive like we we're so far (laughs) removed from information right now that it feels like they couldn't stop and smell the roses in this episode right yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how the pacing is for these next couple episodes because if we know anything from the previous series and if they do follow some sort of pattern with these previous series, then you know episode five, episode four should be even like the, like the ante will be raised. 
in a sense. Like it, it This just, is usually the yeah. frustrating episode where we're introduced to uh, things, but right. they don't actually give us anything important. Yeah. And then withhold it until the fifth episode. And then the fifth episode's usually pretty crazy. Yeah, the fifth then, episode sets us up for all of our final battles and yeah. final everythings. Yep. And then the sixth um, basically ties up loose end storylines uh, and the battle's usually over after like 15 minutes. So let's let's trace back some steps here. WandaVision, that like episodes right before the final episode was like what we had the... Was that when uh, Wanda like goes back in time? That was the fifth. That was, yeah. So that was like the setup for... So the end of the fourth was when we find out Agatha's the witch. Right. Which is a nice payoff, but also a really frustrating moment to end on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, and what's happening? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you have like the John Walker fight, um, which was like the fifth episode, I think. Yeah, I think the start of the fifth was, was them like fighting. fighting. Yeah. In a like warehouse thing. Right. And then you had like Which the, means the end of the fourth was when he killed somebody. Yes. So yeah, again, two yeah. big reveals at the end of the fourth episode. Loki. So we might see something crazy at the end of this episode. Right. Loki episode four and five. Was four when they were four about to was die? When he got uh pruned, was it not? I can't remember. The the end of either three or four was when they were about to die on the planet. I think that was three. That was three because episode three was very slow. Yes, that was the one. They're about they to die, about die, on, the die on the planet, right? And then episode four would have been the pruning, when Loki gets pruned. He disappears, yeah. and so does. No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, so that one was when because, he was cast off. Yeah, because episode the, five. Episode five was, was the when big fight with the the cloud. The, guy. The, yeah. Yep. And then the, so yeah, so episode four is going to have that. So we should get we should some crazy. get something crazy here. Yeah. And what would you say would be the crazy thing? I have no clue. Like, <laughs> I've been thinking about this, and I have no theories here. It's just, I know nothing about City Marvel. And so it, I'm just, like, watching and learning. And I, have, I don't know. I don't see a reason King Pid would pop up in this episode. Um, I don't either. Jack, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, what? what's, the, they're, episode three and he's already got a sword at Clint's head my feeling my gut feeling is that Jack's simply gonna treat this like why are you in my home Mm, mm -hmm. I'm just defending my house I'm not actually doing anything awful here I know it looks weird that I'm holding your sword but I don't think he's gonna say anything about him being the Ronin I think he's just gonna be like yo this is weird that you're in my house and I think Clint in a way will be like I was in his house and that yeah. was like, that's actually, I get it. And I think Kate's going to be like, no, you got to understand. Like he's blah, blah, blah. I'm sure Clint's suspicious, but I'm sure part of him is like, I can't pursue this when I'm the one uh, in the wrong place here. But I don't know. I don't know what's to come. Right. I don't have any like wild predictions for this one. I think episode four, I think this is where we do see you, Yelena. I absolutely. I think that that's going to be like something's going to happen with that whole. Yeah, but what? What is what is that? Maybe she throws like a like the monkey wrench in the plans. Like maybe there's maybe we get some kind of re- like smaller reveal, right? And the path for Kate and Hawkeye leads to a specific direction. So like, as the viewers now we know what the the main 
thing that they're going for is. But then Yelena just like comes in out of nowhere, right? And, like, to distract throws, us. Yeah, exactly. And it would be a really cool like reveal, you know, like to see her. Does he know who she is? Does Clint know who she is? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. Because well, he think... probably knows who she is because I'm sure Buck or Natasha has mentioned her would at some point. Know? Probably. I think Clint's the exception. You know, it's just possible she's so secretive, but I feel like Clint, if anybody would know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I that yeah, I can't come up with any bold predictions, but if I was to like draw it out, it'd basically be Jack says pretty much, you know, please leave my home, blah, blah, blah. And then Clint is is telling Kate, maybe we should back off this. And Kate's like, no, you don't understand, blah, blah. And then amidst their infighting, in comes Elena. But then from there, I honestly have no clue. I couldn't tell you. But I'm excited. I have no theories. That's that's a fun thing, actually, for me. It, right it, it is. It, you're, you're open for uh, interpretation, which is awesome. I don't care what comes, honestly, because I have no skin in the game. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> I don't know much about him. And uh, I don't know any of these supporting characters in the comics. So it's it's exciting. I'm just, just learning. I think what we, we, we do have a scene, if I remember correctly, that could pop up where uh, the mother actually takes them captive and is like interrogating them. So that could be something that's going on in this episode as well. So, well, not like takes them captive, but like they're sitting and like she's in the like uh, not approachable kind of stance. You know what I mean? Like definitely like the mother that's talking down to you. You know what I mean? Like Clint's just sitting there in a high chair. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, that could be a, a something we see here too. Um, I'm real sussed out on the mom. Obviously sussed out with Jack too. Yeah, but uh, I'm less sussed out on Jack. More you think he's like like the, the klutz kind of character in a way? I just don't think he's that bad. Right. I think he's like almost covering up for somebody. Yeah. And I don't know if he's making it out of this series alive, to be honest. Ooh, um, that's bold. Really? You don't think he's making it out alive? I just don't see his like. Who is he? Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't see his purpose long term. Uh, maybe there is. I'm not sure. Uh, she seems like, I don't know, a more interesting character for me long term. Um, the mom. I think they both have connections with Madame Mask in some way. And that's what's going to keep them both going after the series. Because I think if there's an introduction to that character, then. Oh, man. Like. I still think it's going to be her. Yeah. But I'm, be, you know, I know very man little. This is going to be so fun. I, I, I can't wait for Wednesday. <laughs> I really can't. I feel like they're going to give us nothing for the first 30 minutes of the episode. Like, I hope they don't. Very little. And then the final moment's going to be like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. And then you're going to be like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they do it. That's uh, annoying. But, <laughs> you know, it's We fine. love it. So, yeah, the final... Um, the final scene is going to be the one to watch out for based on the predecessors mm. uh, in these uh, TV shows. So, like I said, though, man, they can throw we'll you a curveball and yeah, I mean, there's no one episode. formula they're going to follow, right. but if it continues, then I will say we would have had a good 
uh, sample size. Yeah, yeah, sure. And what what is the next one to come? Uh, Moon Knight or She-Hulk? One She-Hulk. Of those two. It's got to be She-Hulk. Yeah. Moon Knight's not coming for a little while. Oh, I think She-Hulk was originally like late this year. I think. Yeah. I got pushed back, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she. Oh, and Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah, will that's probably right. Be out that before too. Moon Knight. Yeah, absolutely. And Black Panther out. was supposed to be out before Moon Knight originally. I think. Oh, the, like I the Wakanda the series? TV show. Yeah, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, any any bold predictions for like the finale so far? We're at the halfway point. Oh man, that's even tougher because it's like, man, we. I feel like we really don't have a pure, big, overall like oh like big bad of the series so far. Um, I do think things will come to a head between. Yelena, Echo, Kate, and Hawkeye. I think those four will have some sort of... Something's going to happen there with those four characters. Um, Is... uh, But, I, man, I truly feel like... I truly feel like this is the debut in the MCU for Kingpin. Yeah. Is Kingpin strictly a henchman guy, or does he actually manipulate some named people? What do you mean? Like, within fights. Does he just throw a bunch of henchmen at you, or is he gonna actually no. have some friends that'll help? He's he's got henchmen, but he's also got uh, bullseye. Okay, under his wing, but also like he can handle stuff is on his own. If he has to handle yeah, stuff I mean, on his own, dude. like he's yeah, you really screwed up if he's got to handle stuff on his own because he's not he's. Not an easy task by any means, just fighting him by yourself. Like, yeah, we, man, we got to get you to finish this Daredevil series, man. Uh, this is great. It's, it's so years. good. So good. Um, So then what are the chances in that case that we see Bullseye before we see Kingpin? Honestly, I, I cannot remember where the storyline with Bullseye left off. Um. Because he definitely is in the Daredevil series, and I loved the actor that played him. I don't think him. they're making that canon, though. I think they're just taking the actors. Ah, so I, don't I don't know. Think it would matter. If they bring in Charlie Cox Daredevil and they bring in the same guy that played Kingpin, I think that that's kind of... It's got to be some way making that canon. I don't think so. Um, I mean, maybe to some people, but it literally can't be canon because of some things, all these TV shows. But, yeah, you know, there's... There's parts that I'm sure they'll push and pull, um, but I, I just don't think they'll ever actually acknowledge it verbally. With, so I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot of people that watch these TV shows, but the majority yeah. of the people that are going to watch these shows have not. So um, there's going to be a, a decent amount of overlap, but to, in totality, they could do whatever the heck they want. I don't know, man. I feel I feel like. I feel like the Daredevil and Punisher shows by themselves were immensely popular. And I think that, oh, that sure. actually was what maybe was a catalyst for Disney even doing Disney Plus shows. Was yeah. just seeing the popularity of that on Netflix. I wouldn't so, doubt it. I just don't think they'll ultimately have I, as much overlap as you're thinking. I hope, I'm really hopeful that they do. Cause, uh, but I, I would think if they didn't, as far as Bullseye is concerned, like your question with Bullseye, where we would see him. I don't think you'd see him in this series at all. I think if you saw Bullseye, 
if they're bringing in Charlie Cox Daredevil and they're gonna do something with it, then that's where it would be. Like if they did like a Daredevil movie, that's probably where you would see Bullseye. Um, and I mean, obviously, if they did Daredevil movie, they'd probably do like a Daredevil two, Daredevil three, which would lead to like this Kingpin thing. But, um, yeah, I think that's where you would see like a Bullseye. I don't think you'd see him here. Um. And honestly, with as far as Kingpin's concerned, I don't think you really are going to see him that much. Like, an ep- if he pops up, I would assume it would be episode six, and it would be just, like, some sort of, like, reveal of him pulling strings or something or uh, manipulating things as we're going along, and he's just the big bad, and then you get, like, a face reveal of him. Yeah. Something similar. I mean, we know he's coming, obviously, like, 100%. There's yeah. no doubt. It's just when. And that's still interesting because there's absolutely a chance he just does not show up in this series, but you hear his name. Um, there's a good chance he shows up and, you know, it makes make perfect sense. But you never know for sure, especially with Marvel. They they like to take their time with these things. And if Kingpin's – the more valuable they think Kingpin is, the longer they'll keep him away from the screen. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, sometimes they just want to throw a little... Throw um, you a bone. <laughs> well, they'll just, you know, surprise you. You know, yeah. here comes um, Jonathan Majors out of nowhere. Right. And here's, you know, Harry Styles three weeks after he's cast. You know, they, yeah. they throw these scenes in because they don't want to be too predictable. Yeah. Um, even though we've talked about how predictable is not a bad thing. It's just uh, sometimes you don't want to be uh, able to be yeah. predicted. And, and, um, I, and I think depending. it just depends on the show too really i mean when we were talking about like loki and stuff like that like there was times where we were like feeling like okay we kind of have a good understanding of what this could be and what what the big reveal is gonna be and stuff like that and then like you said very beginning of the episode (laughs) see jonathan majors and you're like oh my gosh like this is insane um so yeah i mean there's there's possibilities here, like crazy possibilities. We could see some, or we could see nothing. Like you said, we could get absolutely nothing. It could just literally be episode six is a, a, a showdown between Kate Bishop and Echo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it sets up some young Avengers thing that's yeah doesn't have anything to yeah. do with yeah. So, um, it is interesting. I mean, where were we at? Midway through WandaVision, was that when we started to kind of think about Mephisto? Or was that a little bit later? No, it was, it was pretty early. Um, what be- were we thinking? Because that definitely kind of would be a... a Halfway through WandaVision. Doctor Strange, we were starting to think about him appearing. Yeah. Um, Like a Magneto or something. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And... The no more mutants stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it, it kind of calmed it, down a little bit, and then it like within the Earth world, it actually became a huge more than we ever thought. But yeah, we also like and Agatha was starting to be present, but but it didn't really affect the everything world um, mm-hmm. like we thought it was going to. Right. So and then Loki, it was kind of the opposite where we thought. Let's dampen uh, expectations a little bit. And we started to think, 
about what's his name ended up on like jet ski at the end of the show and like yeah. that sounds like a good finish and no it's like the world turning into a multiverse was that actual finish <laughs> um yeah yeah it was fascinating um and Renslayer was coming into uh the picture yep so yeah that was so here we definitely are definitely those two were we were quite far off on the majority of everything Falcon um, and Winter Soldier was definitely we were a little more spot on in a way I'm trying to remember because um it was just like there were there was those like twists and turns along the way that we couldn't but I mean you, you're never really gonna nail that down I don't think yeah so. um but we were our, our expectations were a little more leveled going into that and I think it's same thing here like it's our expectations a city show. are definitely leveled, so yeah, it's there's a reason, super, yeah, um, which makes me think that they're gonna go bigger than we think, just because our expect our expectations are a little bit shelved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. Um, we will find out a lot this next episode, and then when we do, we'll we'll talk about it and reevaluate because we're gonna be wrong about most everything, just like <laughs> we are every week, and just like everybody is every week, and that's the point is we get to have fun with it, uh, challenge ourselves, challenge our beliefs, and then guess for the next week and then hope that we're a little bit better next time and have even more fun next time. So uh, we are about to record our uh, Infinity Saga Saturday on a Sunday, and we're going to watch Iron Man 3. So this will be up, and it'll be uploaded onto iTunes and everything, um, When well, obviously, when you're listening to it. But if you are getting this right off the rip, you might want to tune into um, part of our, our movie night. And then we will have another episode for you coming out next week involving Hawkeye. And then for the final episode of Hawkeye, um, and maybe even week five, we will see. Um, we will have a almost immediate upload covering the episode mm-hmm. just to, I mean, anytime we have a finale, it's kind of a big deal. So, yeah. We want to make sure that we have everything covered. And then with Spider-Man, we have a preview coming soon. And then we will be seeing it on not only opening night, but like the opening opening night. So we will have um, our first podcast of that one probably out the next day, I would say, yeah. the Friday. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be fun December. And uh, we will have a lot of stuff coming at you. Facebook group at uh, the Marvel Guys podcast. You should join us if you haven't already. Same thing on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can pretty much find us anywhere. Um, I'm still working on some things with the website to make it as efficient as possible. And we just thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Peace.